peeps, please help us grow the family. Give us a comment and review on the Apple or Google Play Store. It's super quick and easy. Just scroll down, click the little stars, comment, and just help us grow the family. All right, so now that that's out of the way, let's get into this. Our movement is about replacing a failed and corrupt political establishment with a new government controlled by you, the American people. The Washington establishment and the financial and media corporations that fund it exist for only one reason, to protect and enrich itself. The establishment has trillions of dollars at stake in this election. For those who control the levers of power in Washington and for the global special interest, they partner with these people that don't have your good in mind. Our campaign represents a true existential threat like they haven't seen before. This is not simply another four-year election. This is a crossroads in the history of our civilization that will determine whether or not we, the people, reclaim control over our government. The political establishment that is trying to stop us is the same group responsible for our disastrous trade deals, massive illegal immigration, and economic and foreign policies that have bled our country dry. The political establishment has brought about the destruction of our factories and our jobs as they flee to Mexico, China, and other countries all around the world. It's a global power structure that is responsible for the economic decisions that have robbed our working class, stripped our country of its wealth, and put that money into the pockets of a handful of large corporations and political entities. This is a struggle for the survival of our nation. And this will be our last chance to save it. This election will determine whether we're a free nation or whether we have only the illusion of democracy, but are in fact controlled by a small handful of global special interests rigging the system, and our system is rigged. This is reality. You know it, they know it, I know it, and pretty much the whole world knows it. The Clinton machine is at the center of this power structure. We've seen this firsthand in the WikiLeaks documents in which Hillary Clinton meets in secret with international banks to plot the destruction of U.S. sovereignty in order to enrich these global financial powers, her special interest friends, and her donors. Honestly, she should be locked up. The most powerful weapon deployed by the Clintons is the corporate media, the press. Let's be clear on one thing. The corporate media in our country is no longer involved in journalism. They're a political special interest, no different than any lobbyist or other financial entity with a total political agenda. And the agenda is not for you, it's for themselves. Anyone who challenges their control is deemed a sexist, a racist, a xenophobe. They will lie, lie, lie. And then again, they will do worse than that. They will do whatever is necessary. The Clintons are criminals, remember that. This is well documented. 
And the establishment that protects them has engaged in a massive cover-up of widespread criminal activity at the State Department and the Clinton Foundation in order to keep the Clintons in power. They knew they would throw every lie they could at me and my family and my loved ones. They knew they would stop at nothing to try to stop me. Nevertheless, I take all of these slings and arrows gladly for you. I take them for our movement so that we can have our country back. I knew this day would arrive. It's only a question of when. And I knew the American people would rise above it and vote for the future they deserve. The only thing that can stop this corrupt machine is you. The only force strong enough to save our country is us. The only people brave enough to vote out this corrupt establishment is you, the American people. Our great civilization has come upon a moment of reckoning. I didn't need to do this, folks, believe me. I built a great company and I had a wonderful life. I could have enjoyed the fruits and benefits of years of successful business deals and businesses for myself and my family instead of going through this absolute horror show of lies, deceptions, malicious attacks. Who would have thought? I'm doing it because this country has given me so much and I feel so strongly that it's my turn to give back to the country that I love. I'm doing this for the people and for the movement and we will take back this country for you and we will make America great again. What is going on friends and fam? How is everybody doing today? Got uh, got a little bit of a problem over at pill.net but that should be squared away here pretty quick. Still have a few thousand family members here on Foxhole. So if you're not using the Foxhole app, I suggest that you do. It is incredible. All right. The Foxhole.app. Head on over there. Check it out. And what is going on to the fam at YouTube and LinkedIn and Periscope and DLive and everybody hanging out with us. Great to see everybody here. Um, we're going to bring in Josh, the, uh, the amazing man behind Scottsdale Mint here pretty soon. I'm just going to touch on a couple things like like always. And he's going to actually speak about the silver, um, I guess, the push into silver. Um, some amazing things happening in the market. And we're going to have him you know, give us his opinion and take on it because he knows a lot more about this stuff than I do. So it's going to be great to get Josh in here um, here in a second. But first, you know, huge thanks to Shahid. Appreciate you, brother. Keeping the uh, the peace there in the chat. Always appreciated. Uh, Jason for mirroring all these videos. Tom for sending out all of the, you know, the, I guess it'd be the books and the hats and the beanies to the fam. And Will, huge thanks to you for sending out crypto to the fam, as well as uh, you and Aaron getting this uh, studio all together. It's uh, it's incredible. If everybody can see it, all the stuff that they got going on here, I don't want to touch anything and break anything, but they've done um, a bang up job here. So we'll have two matching studios in different states. So that way they're identical. And Anyways, huge thanks to uh, to Will and to Aaron, of course, for everything that he does behind the scenes. Um, and for any of the fam that wants uh, some free crypto, we'll give away, um, you know, say a thousand Monarch tokens to the first, you know, 10 or 20 people. And uh, if you want a book or a beanie or hat or any of that kind of stuff, just head on over to CryptoBeatles.com and we'll take care of like the first 20 for crypto and the first 10 for, for books and things like that. 
But um, on this uh, show right here, we're not going to do one of those um, life hack uh, segments because I feel that uh, bringing Josh on and uh, kind of getting his take, you know, about, um, you know, the metals from a, from an insider, right, uh, is a true life hack all in itself. And I want to make sure that I give him the floor and then also allow all the fam out there to ask questions. And I'll do the best that I can to field some of those um, to Josh. So that way he can answer, um, you know, what, uh, what questions y'all have with his opinions. Uh, you know, it's crazy times that we're living through right Right now, I mean, crazy times, right? We got uh, we got voter um, shenanigans, we got election shenanigans, we've got uh, corruption at pretty much every freaking level in all freaking industries. But you know, we're seeing some places. We are seeing some places that have been red pilled and then that have started to kind of hit back a little bit. You know, they kind of hit back at the machine. If you if you look at like uh, GameStop, right? So the stock there, GameStop, how that you know was kind of a direct attack at you know some of the hedge funds. And now we're seeing uh, possibly the silver markets, which could be hitting, uh, you know, places like J.P. Morgan or even the central banks, you know, possibly, you know, deep in the wallets, um, you know, together, like like I've always said, and like, you know, the old adage goes, you know, together we're strong as individuals. We are very weak. We see this, you know, time and time again. That's why I'm always talking about, you know, Operation Sunlight, right? But um, anyways, I digress. So let's bring in Josh. He is uh, my good buddy. He is also an advisor to uh, to Monarch. He is the uh, founder of Scottsdale Mint, and uh, I think he makes the most beautiful bars and coins anywhere. I'm sure you're going to love him. He's also a great Christian dude, and um, I wouldn't say libertarian, but I would just say his eyes are opened to the world, so you're going to love him. Anyways, let me uh, let me get everything set up, get him brought in right now. Awesome. There you are. What is up, brother? Can you hear me all right? Happening. Yeah, I hear you well. Yes. Excellent. Excellent. And how you been? How's um, you know, how's the the business holding up amidst um, all the chaos that's been going on in the world uh, recently? Yeah. Well, it all started probably last March with uh, when COVID hit, and the whole world kind of shut down. And uh, that's that's when precious metals, uh, along with everything, um, they dumped. So the price went down. I think at that time you probably had everyone that had that understands gold and silver, they rushed out and bought. So we had our record sales that first week of COVID. I mean, the biggest, the biggest ever. And then basically our, our, for the most part, our industry was on back order for almost the rest of the year. So, and even turning into this year, the pace has been very, very strong. And obviously silver and gold have not only come back to where they were, they're, they're now moving north of where they were last year. I mean, silver's more than more than doubled since the low, uh, the COVID week, the first week. And people are coming in, they're taking positions and they're, they're buying. I would say the first three years of Trump, I'll be frank, was not great for precious metals during the first three years of his administration. Stock market was fantastic. Real estate was, was smoking. There was not really a need for, you know, precious metals per se. Uh, but obviously it was kind of ticking up in price, especially gold. And then, and then things have been kind of moving pretty hard for, you know, the better part of almost two years now. So, yeah, obviously a few people decided they all wanted silver at the same time, thanks to Wall Street bets, the Reddit boards, and they came in um, pretty hard on um, over the weekend and pretty much cleared out every single dealer in the country of every single piece, I mean, pretty much. Um, we're a lot different than, than most, and, um, and I can get back into kind of where, where, where I came from originally. Um, 
I actually came from, I did finance uh, risk management for mining companies for about seven years. So I worked with the CFOs of some of the biggest copper, gold, and silver mining companies in the world. Company, you know, multi mega billion dollar market caps. I was pretty young at the time, but I absorbed a lot of information. I understood it. And um, you still look really young. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. Um, I am feeling like I'm going the other way. Um, but uh, yeah, life. Uh, so I fell in love with the metals. And so I, I came from the, uh, from that mining, that mindset in the mining industry, it's suit and tie. It's very professional. And in the precious metal space at that time in the late 2000s, it, it's, um, it's like the, the, the precious metals industry is kind of like selling to grandma, look like a used car salesman, that kind of thing. So I had an idea when, that I wanted to build a brand that was more like a Mercedes Benz, something that could relate to people that had the look and feel of something that truly was precious. We are buying expensive, an expensive item. We should, we should like how it looks, how it feels in our hands. Um, it is something of beauty. So in, in uh, 2008, the last major crisis hit, that's when the company was was started. That's when we first sold our, our first ounces, left, um, left that world, uh, call it the working, uh, working in, in the finance sector. And so now built what's, we originally only known as Scottsdale Silver. And then as we've expanded into manufacturing and gold, we've converted into Scottsdale Mint. And that's been an interesting transformation. We, we purchased, you probably remember when the iPads first came out. And one of the companies that was making what's called splutter targets, they're made of silver, gold, platinum, palladium. All, all your phones, um, screens are made with silver on them. So iPad screens, all your tech, all the high tech has precious metals in them, primarily silver. Yeah. And that one of the all companies, the animals, yeah. yep. Yep. Um, and we, yeah, we can talk about what this new administration is going to do with silver uh, and how they're going to use it. Um, so, and which will probably make more sense to people. But when, when the iPad world took off, uh, one of the companies that made uh, a lot of bullion product, they wanted out. Why, why, why play in precious metals, bullion, single digit margins when we're making stuff for for Cree and some of the other screen companies making 40% margins. So I took the opportunity, bought it. Materion's a big uh, New York Stock Exchange company. Um, I purchased their manufacturing division. Um, it was 20, 2012. With, but with the growth, the idea that we would not only take on um, bars, but build it out into a full-fledged mint. So to, now today we produce for about 20 foreign countries. So we produce their, their gold and silver products. Um, we some of them we give back to them. They sell in the country. Some we distribute for them. Uh, we we do we do a lot of minting for private banks as well that sell. Example, uh, TD Bank is a large customer of ours. So if you were to walk into a bank branch in Toronto, you want to buy a silver bar. It's got TD Bank on it. It's made by us in Scottsdale. So that's the type of stuff that 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 we do. We supply pretty much every dealer with something. So we make a lot of products. At these dealers, sometimes they don't say our name on them, but we produce them and we we provide them. We're shipping pallets and boxes out to a lot of these dealers on you know sometimes multiple times a week, just keeping them fed. So when we feel it, um, we feel it all around the world. About half our business is overseas, half is domestic in the states. That so it gives us a different a different look and 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 you know in terms of the demand that we see 
all around the world. We also manufacture jewelry. That's something that the public doesn't know. Um, we will be bringing a, a new brand of jewelry that's going to be a little bit different than anything that's on the market. Um, maybe a little, bit, maybe a little bit of Tiffany, a little bit of David Yerman mixed with some Scottsdale Mint Love. That's going to be under a whole new kind of a whole new segment. We've delayed it because things are just too too nutty, uh, but that's something that we'll be be launching. Um, and we make we've been making for a number of years like just insane. We'll make bowls and and different things for homes that cost fifty to a hundred thousand dollars, sometimes in the millions. So we're going to launch like just amazing ashtrays made out of silver, gold, anywhere from a couple thousand dollars to two point five million dollars for an so ashtray. People, people are always you know, having their lighters stolen, right? So I don't yep. know if you're a cigar smoker or cigarette smoker, but they're always losing their lighters. Friends always yep. taking them. What do you think is going to happen with a ten thousand dollar ashtray? <laughs> hey, if you've got it, rock it. Yeah, it's not for everybody. I mean, we, our company, we've sold to the Burj Khalif family, the world's tallest building. That I mean, we we produce so much like just amazing stuff that really the market doesn't fully see. Um, and now it's time we're going to bring some of these items that we we've done and do uh, to the public. So. You're right. An ashtray, as soon as it goes over $10, it's probably too expensive, right? So we're just going to make cool products that have hidden wealth in them and we'll let people figure out what they want to do with it from there. So those are that's just kind of a, a real quick, broad yeah. overview of my background, what the company does. Um, and and so, yeah, we got, we got hit just like everyone, but thankfully we saw this coming uh, last week and prepared before the weekend. So... We we went long. We went long a lot of contracts in the futures market prior to the weekend, which allowed us to to sell metal throughout the weekend. Where it's what caught us off guard though was we we sold more than the hedges. I mean, it was it was so. I talked about last year we had COVID um, record breaking. Um, these we had number one and number two busiest days ever. So that was and it that just, was Sunday. It just so that was Sunday and Monday, Sunday, Sunday and Monday. So um, what what do you want to tell um, for the people that have been going there and, and been buying silver? You know, I get a lot of the fam that, you know, say that they haven't uh, got any message back from you yet as far as their purchase. Yeah. Tell, so tell everybody what's going on with with your orders right now. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I think so. Again, we we're really primarily a wholesale contract. So we're taking big orders. So we got all that too times 10x. And then, you know, you have, you have, you know, we have an eBay division. It, it probably blew out. I don't know. It was a couple million bucks, even just on eBay on Sunday. And, you know, then, then the website, I, I, I don't even want to say it was just thousands of, it just, just astronomical amount. So our staff has been working. I'm having to tell people you got to go home at 1am. So just going through, I just, the amount of emails, voicemails, everything, it's just been, it's just been insane. And I don't know if your viewers know what transpired, like why is there a sudden demand for silver? Um, so probably many of you have heard about the GameStop um, rush that, that has occurred. The Wall Street Bets group, Reddit boards, a lot of investors are all picking industries that have a high short position, hedge funds, banks that are maybe potentially predatory type activity 
um, depending on, um, you know, the angle uh, or the particular stock or, or, or enterprise that's going on. Um, they, they have some pretty valid points about it. So a lot of people came in and said, let's, let's, let's put some pressure on some of these hedge funds. Let's play the game that they play. So they, they've obviously moved some of these stocks in, in, in just astronomical ways. Uh, and at some point they said, you know what has some of the, one of the largest uh, short positions in the world, which means someone's capping it, trying to keep it down. And that's silver. And they're absolutely right. It's, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's one of the big questions is, so how much silver is out there in the world that, I mean, cause right now you're buying stuff that you're not going to receive for like four months in some cases. Right. So how much silver is out there and how much manipulation is really going on? Yeah, so I'll, I'll make a point. Our company will never sell silver unless we've secured it. So like, right, I mean, the amount that's either on the road from us, from Brinks facilities, on trucks, we've got metal coming in from overseas in Europe already. Um, we, I was just, just kind of going through just in the last couple of months, I think we've been working with silver from probably more than 15 countries right now. So ju just over like the last, last couple of months. So we're, we're sourcing metal from all, you know, all over the world. So you bring up a really good point. Mexico is the largest producer in the world. U.S. is, is, is pretty, pretty big too. Where is all the metal? So that's, I'm not the world's expert. I don't study this heavily, but JP Morgan is on record. You can look up, they have the largest COMEX vault and a lot of the metal are potentially Almost like uh, if you walked into your bank uh, and asked for a million dollars in cash, they could not offer that. So there is some concern that a lot of these derivative products that they're double, triple, 10 times counting the same bar, leasing out to them and, and other people, you know, and they also don't want you to know, they don't want consumers to know that the world still runs on gold in particular. So it's still on the balance sheets of central banks, the, the world bank is uh, they have what's called the um, the IMF, International Monetary Fund, which helps out impoverished nations around the world. I'm not here to tell you if it's a great organization or not. You can figure that out. But the way that's funded is each country pledges gold and the gold is sold. Um, the gold is sold, it's leased. So there seems to be some commingling of assets that, that take place. And there is a shortage of readily available silver to use. So we've been on... Um, you know, we've been on, on on high alert really from Sunday night with a lot of our suppliers, making sure that we have a steady supply that so we can continue to sell it. So that's that's um, that's been exciting and also uh, draining, you know, in terms of trying to hunt it all down. So you mentioned uh, you mentioned J.P. Morgan, and I actually have it pulled up here. Uh, I am not going to say anything. Uh, defamation wise about anyone. I will just read from Bloomberg.com that JP Morgan's metal desk was a criminal enterprise. The U S says, um, the U S the DOJ in 2019. So pretty recent, um, the U S invokes racketeering law in charging, um, JP Morgan. They consider them, this was a RICO statue. They literally says, um, that JP Morgan's precious metal trading desk, is a criminal enterprise operating inside the bank for nearly a decade. I'm reading it on Bloomberg. You could, someone could search for this uh, um, Bloomberg.com. So we know that they 
are or they have a history of moving around, moving the markets around. So a lot of the people on the Internet, they're kind of sensing this saying, hey, maybe there's there's a soft underbelly here. And what do you know? So everyone came in, tried to buy silver. They're buying it every which way. I mean, mega money is coming into this sector. Guess who came out? Guess why the price went from so silver Sunday night. Um, sorry, Friday, the close was $27 an ounce. It popped to about 30 on Sunday night. Monday morning, JP Morgan, of all people, issues a downgrade on silver, the silver sector. They literally put out a downgrade. And then the silver price drops. We're, we're ba basically right around the price we were Friday. Why did they do this? Why do you think? It's, it's exactly why everyone was wanting to buy it. They're saying, and, and unfortunately, some people are feeling deflated, like, like the, the battle is lost. Well, the war is not lost. Maybe the, maybe the, maybe the short term, this is just the tricks that they do. We, you know, this is, this is just the, 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 the tricks that they do. And again, not to go conspiratorial, but I do think people are waking up to the world. We have free elections in the United States. We have free speech in the United States and we have free markets in the, free, uh, in the United States. I think the red pill that we've all swallowed. However, however <laughs> yeah, the world, the word free kind of has an asterisk next to it. So people are feeling a little bit uncomfortable and they are looking for, ways to try to get ahead a lot of people feel like their jobs might not be in existence in two years three years they they are scrambling i i look at a lot of the stock market a lot of the crypto market there is true investing going on but there also is a lot of gambling a lot of speculation people are trying to make a lot of money and i'm a big fan of history let's look at let's look at history roaring 20s you know people talk about what a great time it was but very few people actually participated in the stock market at that time Whereas right now, a lot of people on Robinhood, which is you can trade, you know, a couple bucks, you can buy fractional shares and things. It's almost like the people have been empowered to trade with the big players, but the big players don't want you to be able to win like they can win. So I think what's happening here, and that's why, you know, the I am, a, you know, Beatles, we're, 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 I'm on your, your board. Um, I'm a big, big proponent, which is kind of rare for precious metals people, big proponent of, of Bitcoin. I'm not quite a maximalist. I'm a heavy lean kind of like an 80 20 with ethereum i know probably gonna get a few emails from some friends um but you know people are looking for alternatives for what is what is coming ahead you know what 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 you know and what is coming ahead we we don't know for sure but if you listen to what they tell us they say literally verbatim that there's a great reset coming and exactly what does that mean and how does that play um we don't know for sure, but they do want to reorganize the way the world's economies work, the way people own assets, properties, and different things. And it uh, it would seem that they want they don't want the common man. They don't want them in Bitcoin. They don't want them in gold and silver. They would prefer them in the stock market. So it's almost like uh, the people are starting to do the opposite of what they're being told. And this is why people are buying you know this 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 product right here and i've got i've actually got a i've got this is a this is what people are buying guys this is um this is a 100 ounce silver stacker bar these are I mean, it's so it's so shiny i don't want to put fingerprints on it so they you know people are wanting these products they don't know what the future holds and but they want to be able to own it hold it and no one can um 
no one can tell them that they can't buy it or sell it like they did with Robinhood just the last few days. So this is where I think we're starting to see people kind of breaking off from the mainstream uh, ways of investing, uh, the ways of uh, going about uh, going about, you know, trying to protect their family for the future, whatever's coming. Yeah, hundred percent. A lot of people are, you know, really looking for assets that um, you know are going to hold value. And you know, one of the things is gold and silver has always held value. But one of the things that we're, you know, con concerned about is the way that it's manipulated constantly, just like you saw J.P. Morgan downgraded. So that just hit every single one of us in the pocketbook. And they're trading billions of these paper certificates all the time. How do we do some kind of audit and say, hey, you know what? You guys are selling all this paper, moving this paper all over the place pushing the price way down, suppressing everything. Let's uh, let's check your vaults. How do we do that? How do we, you know, inspect that these people aren't just straight up criminals, just, you know, basically selling 500 paper certificates to one ounce of silver that they have? That's a, that's a really good question. And um, I, I have different theories there. Um, and I think the reality is we may never be able to audit just like, we can't audit a lot of things in our lives. They, you know, how about the votes? <laughs> um, but they're certified, Robert. Right, they're, right. They're certified. Yeah, so, yeah. so, yeah, is the gold in Fort Knox? You know, uh, I think Ron Paul, if you remember, he kind of was a, a savant of sorts, uh, you know, 10, 15 years ago. He was calling for an audit of gold back then. And now he, a lot of the stuff that he was talking about back then was, he was pretty much on point uh, back then. So it's just, it never happens. The Federal Reserve is a private entity. Nobody knows who owns them. There's a lot of things that we just don't, we just don't fully understand. I think to me, I think the reality is if, if you're buying things at prices that do not make sense and you can barely, like the mining companies, they're starting to finally make some money now at these prices, but the reality is they've not made money for decades. So a lot of these guys, they're going to start printing money. And I mean, printing some serious money, especially if those things go higher. Um, one of the other, the wall street bets, um, one of the stocks that they've also picked out in the mining sector is first majestic. So I'm going to give a quick shout out to, uh, Keith Newmar, the CEO, a good friend of mine. He's, uh, their, their, their market cap's been zooming up by a couple billion up and down. And uh, we, we do a lot. We do a lot of business together as well. We, we actually uh, mint a lot of the products for First Majestic. So they mine it in Mexico. Once it's refined, comes to the Scottsdale facility. Then we beautify it, turn them into pretty products, ship it to him in Vancouver. And then they distribute out to a lot of their shareholders from there. But I think the reality is, is the more that the metal goes to the people and doesn't go to the banks, that's that's where the pressure happens. So uh, if you want to see what I would call a crypto like chart for metals, look at the price of rhodium. 2016 rhodium was at 700 bucks for right around 20,000 today. So in four years, you have a beautiful uh, opportunity. So at some point and we don't know we don't know when a lot of people say, you know, you, 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 you know, you say fire over and over again. But the reality is that the financial system is truly, it is broken. And that's why they're saying that there's going to be a reset. It has to be reset to a new model. So whether that's 
you know, based on, you know, central bank digital currencies or, you know, how's this going to look? How is Bitcoin going to be incorporated in a lot of this? Um, I'm a big fan of Michael Saylor on, on some things. I kind of disagree with him a little bit on, on the gold silver side, but why not own both? We don't know what the, we don't know what that future is going to look like. And the reality is that more and more people were to buy. I mean, if literally, if, if, if one, if 10% of America bought 10, hundred ounces of silver, the market would, would start to really move. And I would say this to those that feel like, oh man, you know, everyone's coming and buying it. It takes time, guys. This is a commodity. Commodity is something that's physically, so to give you an idea, when I, when I buy metal from a refinery, a bank, whoever's got it, it's sitting in typically Brinks warehouses. These are heavy bars. You don't just load up semi trucks in, 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 you know, like you're like, this is Amazon fulfillment. This is, this stuff is really hard. It's very expensive. And, and there's only, there's Brinks basically moves things in armored semi trucks. A lot, of, a lot of you probably didn't know these exist. The armored semi trucks pretty much only handle two segments in the United States. And that's the, they, the fed, the government's money. So going between the federal reserve and they're pushing and they push cash into the banks and, and also in the mining and precious metals industry. So they're moving massive quantities. So these trucks just have routes. So it takes on average right now, two-ish weeks, God forbid there's a snowstorm in, in, in New York, delays it a few more days. So silver silver sitting on shelves, it gets pulled out, we manufacture it and then return it or, or, or provide it to whoever's buying it. That takes a month to two months on normal, just a normal everyday fashion. So what happens is if we start, let's say Scottsdale Mint starts drawing down silver stockpiles, those same stockpiles, we're competing with the banks in the exchange for that metal. So when we buy them and produce them and deliver them to consumers, some of your viewers, that metal could have been bound for the exchange. Well, now they can't get that and I'm going to outbid them. So I'm paying a premium over the exchange delivery price to get that metal. So the reality is the more we start to buy and consumers, the reality is there's going to be less money metal available for the exchanges to, to put into their, into their coffers. That's going to put pressure. So I look at this as instead of an overnight silver's going to 50 tomorrow, the reality is this is going to be a journey. There's going to be some ups and some downs, but the, the potential for it, and we don't like to talk prices and I can, I can talk about one of my, one of my personal uh, financial heroes who's now in his eighties um, what, where he, where he thinks I won't, or my company won't put out a price prediction, but would you like to hear it? I want to say that for later in the show. I know that everybody wants to hear it. So what is, okay. what, is uh, what does this guy say? So again, he's in the eighties, so he's not on CNBC and Bloomberg like he used to be back in the day. His name's Jim Sinclair in the 1970s. I think I believe it was like around 72, a financial crisis started to hit. He came out and said, gold is going to go to $900. And they were like, oh, okay. He wasn't that big of a name at the time, but he had a formula and the formula said he takes the, um, he took the United States at that time, still was the reserve currency of the world at that time. You take the known gold holdings of the reserve currency. And during times of financial crisis, you can value, um, you, you evaluate that, 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 uh, that valuation to what price would gold need to be to equalize that foreign debt obligation. 
And so that pinned it at right around 900 bucks, he said. Well, gold hit 887.50. So he was within $12.50 in 1980. And he said it was going to take, he said it was going to be right around 1980. I don't know how he did it. Guys, he was on the cover of Fortune Magazine dubbed Mr. Gold. So this is, this is 40, 40, 40 years ago. Uh, Mr. Gold, he nailed it. Then in 2000, basically right after 9-11, he goes, whoa, alert. I'm back. I, I, he sold, by the way, he did, and he was on record for selling one day after the high um, in, in, in gold at that time. Oh, and uh, get this. So the Hunt brothers, which were an oil family, they were putting a lot of their money. They kind of got raked over the coals like they were bad guys trying to corner the market. But the reality was they were concerned about inflation, and they were taking their oil profits and putting it into silver. Paul Volcker, the Federal Reserve Chairman at the time, says, you're cornering the market, you must liquidate it. Who did they agree to hire? Jim Sinclair. Jim Sinclair was hired um, to liquidate that position. So the guy knows metal. So right after 9-11, comes out, he says, 9-11 um, is going to change the way that economies function, that businesses function. We've got a crisis that's brewing. And we started to see that crisis started to brew, started to percolate. And, and you know, basically 2006 problems rose. You guys know the story. 2008 financial crisis hit because of the housing. In 2001, he said, uh, gold's at 225. It's going to 1650. And again, that's, that's, you know, seven, eight times. That's that's a pretty aggressive price. I mean, if we if we said seven eight times today, we'd, we'd probably get excited. Well, he said it's going to hit it within ten years. By Jan literally, he said he had a date, January of 2011. It it hit that number and actually went a little bit further. It went to about 1900. And um, again, he's now in his 80s, so he's not as active in the, in that marketplace. I saw an interview with him. Um, the day before the election. And he was asked, hey, Jim, you know that formula? You know that formula that's worked twice in the before? How's that formula looking today? And he goes, you don't even want to know. Yeah. And it's gold at $100,000 an ounce. Is that exact same formula that's hit it twice before. And again, Jim's just a guy, just like we all are, but he's been right before. He's a pretty big player. I also would say um, I've, I've met him a few times, and I, I, uh, he, I would say he was my inspiration for being in this business today. So uh, I'm going to give him a lot of kudos and credit. And uh, he, yeah, so, so if you actually think about it, so if gold at $100,000, God help us. I mean, because that means, that means the world's in a, in a pretty rough situation. So where does that put silver at? So- yeah to 73 i think right now right yeah so there's there's gold to silver ratios that are out there and the known amount of silver in the earth's crust is somewhere around 13 to 1 okay somewhere around in that zone that's what scientists the experts believe in the earth's crust we've been mining so when when gold companies are mining they're mining at a rate of about eight ounces of silver to one ounce of gold. Then this has been going on for a long time. Silver is now being consumed in electronics, in medical, and now we have a new administration who's championing a green new deal. What does that mean for silver? 
It's probably the most strategic metal you can think of. It is in every cell phone. It is in solar and it is in um, electric cars. This is, this is so to me, they don't want us owning this metal. It's strategic and it's part of their plan. So they don't want us in it. I'll let you figure out if it's a good investment or not. Um, sure. So yeah, if you were to take 100,000, you can divide the current gold to silver ratio. Of course, it could be higher, it could be lower. We don't know for sure. It could also go down to the mining ratio, what we're actually pulling out. And that's how you value that's how you value things. So, so prices like rhodium. So why is rhodium going up? Well, it's being used in technology, primarily in automobile and other things. It's being used. And so now it doesn't exist. Most rhodium comes from South Africa and they've got union issues, political issues, COVID issues. And then a lot of these metals come out of China, but they don't let them out. So these are some, these are some of the reasons why I think people are excited about getting into an old man's relic, you know, gold, Gold is, uh, it's been around in every civilization, you know, King Solomon, you know, the Roman era. I mean, Hitler even had a ton of it and was trying to hide it. You know, uh, the United States, the Federal Reserve was originally built on gold and silver. I mean, so the question is, is in the future, is it going to completely go away? Well, it's never gone away. It's ne It's always had some sort of value. And uh, that's why I think it's kind of exciting. We're entering just a whole new paradigm you know, a, a new economic world order, they call it, not me. That's what they call it. So we'll, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah. And based on Sinclair's math, if you had a hundred thousand dollar gold right now, it's about one to 73 and due to all the manipulation. But if it went one to eight, that would be a twelve thousand five hundred dollar ounce of silver. Or if it was one to 73, be a thirteen hundred and sixty nine dollar ounce of silver. So that's uh those are some pretty big numbers <laughs> it's some big it's some big numbers again i'm not saying it's going to go there but hey these are these are i think this is probably the first time um that people are really heavily looking at precious metals uh, for the first time and uh, it, this is this is what's going on is insane you know this is probably the first time people are really looking at it i know there's been some hype in the 80s and and, and we've had some, you know, some excitement in 2010 and 11. This is, I think what's coming for it is going to be, it's just going to be, be beyond anything we, we've ever seen. That's, so I would tell people that might be a little, deep, a little uh, uh, depressed that silver just didn't boom in, in one or two days. Just, you know, have some patience in it. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see, we'll see what the future brings there. I mean, if your best educated guess, how much available silver do you think there is in the world right now for people, you know, just average people, just to buy, you know, an ounce of silver or coin? That's a great. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good question. I need to pull up. Uh, I need to pull up some stats uh, on that one. I think you know, if you look at, we've been running a deficit every year. This has kind of been the problem. We've been running. So there's, there's the U.S. actually had a strategic stockpile. Um, Previously, it was part of the strategic stockpile for war reserves being used for missile systems and, and various things, and they don't have that anymore. So really, the, the problem is the silver market's a little elusive in terms of what is out there and what's not. China doesn't report what they have or don't have. So there's a lot. There's a Silver Institute. There's a few other people that give reports on it. But I do know this. We have been consuming more silver every year than we're mining. And so the question is, is, we don't know if the stockpiles are real or not. This is kind of the excitement part of it. Um, 
So you tell me if you think the JP Morgans of the world are being fully honest and credible and, and maybe they are, maybe they aren't. So this is kind of that, this is kind of that extra potential boost that, that may exist. We could wake up one day and the price is just completely reset and it's just on a whole new, um, you know, a whole new, a whole new paradigm. That would suck. But uh, yeah, I mean, if the Bloomberg article is correct, then I guess we have an answer to that question. I would just love to be able to um, actually audit this. And I would love for people to stop buying paper and actually demand physical ownership. So even with you know some of these stocks that you can buy, you can still ask for physical, you know, um, I guess, ownership, right? Like SLV. Can't you take ownership? In um, so so yeah, not, not really. I, I forget. You have to be pretty dang huge and I, I don't know what the number is but it's probably it might be in the millions to take delivery that's probably not the best vehicle there's another one PSLV um, that that actually I think has a better way to to do a uh, what's the term um, withdrawal you know to, to take delivery on it that has a better a, a better a better option there but a lot of these again those that want to read a prospectus in in SLV, you know, there, there could be some things in there that talks about, we may have the silver, we may have a derivative of silver. What does that mean? So is it really there? This is where this whole potential double counting, um, you know, could, could exist. Uh, you know, Eric, Eric Sprott is another one. Uh, I believe he's, he's the one that runs the PSLV. Um, I could be, I could be wrong, but, uh, he, um, he was in my office, not long ago. He's, for those that don't know, Eric Sprott's a Canadian billionaire, probably one of the largest owner of precious metals in the world. Been around, done a lot for the industry, and um, and you know, and we do uh, a lot of work with his family. And and uh, he's got some interesting takes as to what he thinks is really out there. And that guy alone is buying less than I believe just less than twenty percent of all the major mining companies, and he's doing it to stay under regulatory. Um, compliance so that he's not cornering the mining industry and uh, he's doing a lot of things. I think he's going to put some pressure. So you want to talk about who's going to put pressure on JP Morgan. I think it's going to be all of, all of us buying, buying the asset and then Eric Sprott's going to play a really big role. So I, that's, that's kind of an exciting thing there. Um, I can maybe send you something offline um, about how he might be going about that. And that could force, that could force an audit in the future as well. I mean, how do you see that playing out in your mind? You know, if if you've got Krauss and you've got us and we're all demanding physical silver or we're affecting, you know, basically the consumption of it. I mean, how do you see this playing out? What do you what do you think could happen? Best case, worst case, uh, just so people can kind of see both sides of the coin, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, it, it the whole market could blow up and we just reset at a whole new high price. Uh, I don't know if so much the exchanges will die necessarily. A lot of people don't realize we don't want it. We don't necessarily want the whole system to fry in one day. Uh, that's not what we want because do you guys like your phones? Do you like medical equipment? The, the, it's very instrumental in our lives. So you want I, a real, think I, think I would prefer a more orderly rise like, hey, so maybe we march, you know, you know, above 50, get into triple digits and, and it does this over time. This would be a more healthy standpoint um you know to, to see something like that versus an overnight but it, at some point you know if they are manipulating things they can kind of lose lose control of them 
um, and they can't really suppress the prices as, as much as they, they might be able to. I will note too, JP Morgan has been in lawsuits, other lawsuits, and they have claimed and the judge has approved diplomatic uh, immunity that they were operating on behalf of uh, uh, governments that you can't sue. So we do know, and that's probably more on the gold side, so we do know that there is a lot of push and pull for central bank activity. And, and uh, so, but again, if the people just keep buying it, eventually, eventually it's going to find its equilibrium price point. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like the, the stockpiles and the, and the holdings are about as real as our election was, right? So about as fair and honest and transparent. But, but it is certified. It is certified. <laughs> Yeah, that's called treason. But um, so we got some fam here in the chat. They're asking why are like gold eagles ten dollars over spot, and how can they sell their gold or sorry their silver eagles ten dollars over spot, and uh, how do they sell it at 10, 10 over spot if they have to buy it over spot? It's all supply demand. So I kind of this conversation with someone. So imagine Adidas puts out a new shoe, and they're like, "This is a five hundred dollars shoe. If no one buys it, the shoe price drops, right?" If tons of people come in to buy this new new shoe, they raise the price. It's they're trying to find an equilibrium price point. This is the free market. That's how we work. So there are no silver eagles available, none. So if you want one, you have to pay the price to, to get it. So unfortunately, this this is yeah. It may not be the best time to buy a silver eagle today. Maybe buy a silver bar or something that has a little bit lower premium, maybe down the road, you can swap it for, for a different product. But this is more of a shock value. I mean, guys, you, you know, all the people on the internet bought the same products at the same time. So you cleared the shelves and the US Mint can't keep up. So we're getting, and we do some work for some big mints as well. So, and they're now coming to us and we were working on some contracts last fall. And I'm like, you guys should have signed them back then because I can't, I can't help you out now. Um, it's just, there's just, it's just get in line. So what happens, it's just, it's no different than a house goes on the market anywhere in the country. If you got more bidders, it, you know, so you can list the price wherever, but if someone says I'm going to pay more, it just goes up. And so this is, this is kind of where the price is set right now. It's not really by the dealers. This is by, this is by the market. I mean, to get, also give you an idea, raw material for silver is up from one year ago it's up roughly eight to 10 times the price of the premium to get that material. Even Brinks is charging us for armored transport two to three X what they charged one year ago. Why? Because they can't. So this is, this is the, you know, it's supply demand when Brinks and it's pretty much Brinks and Loomis are the big players, at least domestically there's via Matt, there's a, a few Malco Mitt around the world there's only so many armored car companies and there's less planes flying. And so a lot, if you ever seen an armored car on the, on the tarmac on a plane, they bring in precious metals all the time onto private passenger planes. Well, there's less flying, there's less availability. It's a, it's a problem. So that's that, if that helps a little bit kind of explain the, the premium side of things um, it's just the kind of the cost of doing business right now. It's not so much that everyone's, you know, raking it over the coals. I mean, the reality is the U.S. Mint starts charging more to their authorized dealers. The dealers start charging more and it kind of goes up the ladder. Probably a lot of the dealers are probably making roughly the same percentage, maybe maybe a little little bit more. Maybe the margins expand a little bit. But for the most part, guys, it's it's 
it that's kind of how it does and you'll see it if demand pulls back you'll start seeing those eagle prices pull pull down again so we got a bunch of questions here um one, one i wanted to ask you too though who's doing you know most of the trading right now with the paper certificates if they were to stop and move into physical that would drastically affect the market so is that mostly just wall street just moving paper or is that yeah, probably so i've i'm kind of the weird ones too i've been trading futures for probably 18 years now um and you know people that trade futures versus let's say a silver a physical silver bar you're looking for leverage you know you're looking for leverage and and you know you can i think right now you can buy five thousand ounces of silver contract um for i believe you have to post equity of about i think it's about i think they just raised to about sixteen thousand sixteen seventeen thousand dollars so you're controlling something that's you know worth that's roughly like 12 probably 12 percent ballpark 10, 10 to 12 percent is the margin you have to post so in essence you could technically control more ounces of silver for your money now it's dangerous because you can get a margin call this is this is very similar to trading forex uh trading stock or bitcoin on margin as well so that's primarily a lot of the market so you you can see i mean gold and silver trades sometimes trillions in in in, in a month it just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Everyone's clipping a, a penny or two. Um, so that's that's probably the majority of it is it, it is speculators. It is. Um, but also the mining companies are very active as well. And so not all shorts that you see are evil shorts or bad naked shorts. A lot of these guys might be zinc, copper, gold producers. Silver is a byproduct for them. So these mining companies go and say, hey, we're a gold company. People buy our stock because we own a lot of gold. They're like, but we get, we sell a handful and it might be in mega millions, uh, but instead of, you know, billion, maybe they sell a hundred million dollars of silver for the year and they'll just sell it forward. They'll just lock a price for the whole year. And the reason they do that is they have price certainty. Then they take, let's say they lock in a price. Let's say today we're at 27 bucks. They'll sell a hundred million dollars worth of silver over the course of the year. And then what they're gonna do as they produce that silver as a byproduct, they'll actually deliver that into the exchange. So that's not a naked short, but they do that because then they pro provide a cash cost per ounce of gold to the market. So they actually take the revenues of gold or any other byproduct metal, and they actually take that into reducing their costs, showing a greater margin on their gold. I don't know if, don't know if you guys are following me there. So this is kind of a game of cash cost per ounce of whatever your primary metal is. So this is so a lot of the mining companies for them. And that's the majority of the world is silver byproduct. It's 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 coming out of other other mines of other uses. So a good portion of the short market is actually mining companies just locking in their costs for the year. Now, at some point, these guys may not lock it because they just want to see an investors. If, if investors demand that the mining companies treat silver, um, like an investment, not just a hedge. They just want to lock in for the year. That's where you're going to see. And I think companies like a first majestic are growing in popularity. You know, when price went down in COVID CEO, Keith said, I'm not selling at 12, 13, 14, I'm going to hold the metal. And he was brilliant. And that reminds me of a company called gold Corp, which is now Newmont, one of the largest gold companies in the world. A uh, guy that was running the company at the time, 20 years ago, defied the industry and says, I'm not selling gold here at 200 bucks. I'm going to wait till it goes up. So he held his gold. Very similar, probably uh, 
Beatles uh, would be like the mining companies of crypto. A lot of these guys are doubling down and saying, hey, we're not we're going to mine Bitcoin, but then we're going to hold Bitcoin. So oh, now yeah. you get like a pure super play uh, in it. And um, so there, there's some, you know, there is a lot of similarities between, you know, called the crypto space uh, and, and, and the mining sector and how it works. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is something we kind of uh, touched on already from non-coincidence synchronicities. He says, um, who is auditing the reserves and certifying exact amounts? What if some of them are similar to the minions in the elections? So who actually does certify the amounts? Is it just the actual like JP Morgan certifies JP Morgan or? Well, so again, I'm not involved in the, the COMEX vaults, but there are, there's a regulatory body there and they're probably bringing in third party auditors, I would imagine. And they, they come in, um, they come in and audit probably the, the, the metal that's there on hand. But you know, we've seen auditors throughout the years. Are they, you know, going back to the Arthur Anderson days and, and beyond that, who's checking the checkers? I, again, I don't know. We don't, maybe, maybe everything's completely honest. We, we just don't know for sure, but it would feel like something is, is odd. And I think we've realized again, there's not necessarily a ton of honesty and integrity going on in the world right now. Yeah. Yeah. No, we, we've definitely seen that firsthand right there with the elections and, yeah, so we we know that uh, fair and transparent aren't something we're uh, we're seeing much anymore. So if the Bloomberg article is correct, I guess we already know our answer. Um, so, what do you think it's going to take for this to be exposed? How many ounces of silver does every person need to buy, and is that silver even out there? Um. Well, I mean, if we said every person in the world or in the United States bought one ounce, that'd be great. The reality is only a certain percent. I think I always kind of joke around. I look around a restaurant. I say, who here owns physical silver in my mind? It's probably like zero. <laughs> it's it's or maybe one. I think it is growing now. This is I mean, it's definitely growing. Um, and it, very few people own the actual physical uh, that. So uh, how many is it going to take? I, I would say probably the biggest question is when does the pressure start coming? And I would say the pressure started. It, it, don't worry about the physical. Uh, don't worry about the paper price. It doesn't always reflect what's actually going on in that instant. So the reality is, and I know this, I already see it, guys, I'm, I'm getting, I'm paying higher prices from refineries than the exchange. So you tell me if they're able, they either can sell it to an exchange or they can sell it to me. I'm paying a premium, big premium. So this is where the, the disconnect between, you know, a, a paper price going back to the analogy. That's great. That, one website that doesn't have any silver that you or a shoe that you can get says that the Adidas shoe is worth 200 bucks. If it's on eBay and people are paying a thousand, that's the price. That to me is how the silver market is going to start to culminate and grow to where it, it will, it will diverge from what we see in the paper market. That's, that's kind of how I envision it going. It's going to take some time to see this. So how, and we did see a little bit of this, uh, it started to occur a little bit during, during, uh, COVID last year. And when that happened, silver moved it, when silver got whacked, we saw that physical was trading quite a bit higher than the paper price and guys again. So don't, don't be depressed. It went from 12 bucks and here we are at 27. Those that bought then are sitting on a nice, a nice gain. So the same thing can happen. But it doesn't happen the moment the moment you you think. A lot of times, you know, 
9-11 happens or, or big financial events happen, sometimes precious metals do the opposite in the very, very short term. And then it corrects and finds itself and then and, and it repositions. I mean, you know, um, that, that COVID week was a great example. Everything was liquidated, right? And then suddenly certain assets and certain things started to go right back up. So this is the, the market will find uh, will find its valuation over the long term. So for people that are you know watching the market every single day, they're watching the price of silver. You know, when do you see something big happening? When do you see? Because that's what they're a lot of people. You know, they're they're here. You know, for the gains, right? They're buying silver because they expect it to go up. When do you think that um, you know they're going to be happy? Ah, uh, great, man. <laughs> put the pressure on you you want some lotto numbers too um got them you know i i it and and you've known me for a few years i don't really I, the nice thing is i don't sell gold and silver to my friends and family i don't tell them that they need to buy it i you know i just manufacture it you know thankfully we've got a wonderful lot of good customers i don't need to sell to my family and friends i'd say last year was probably the first time uh in in a long time that i said you know what the risk to reward ratio is starting to get pretty sweet. And um, I think that's, I think that's the case. I mean, it's the same thing. I mean, where's Bitcoin trading right this second, you know, 38, just over 38,000. Is that a good buy? Are they going to be happy next week? We could be right back down to, you know, 30,000 again, like we were a couple of days ago. So we don't know for sure, but Bitcoin could also be trading at a hundred thousand in, you know, six months from now. So I think to me, dollar cost average, you know, you kind of nibble as you go and you just start building your position and, and you know, building ounces. I, I would kind of like how a lot of people look at how many Satoshis do I own? It's almost like how many ounces do I own? Don't so much worry about the price every single day. Don't fret it. That's how a lot of people look at it. I'd say traditionally too, a lot of people that buy gold and silver, it's almost like a lifetime thing. It's, it's something they're going to pass down to their kids, their grandkids, and eventually they'll cash it in and they'll buy a house they'll you know they'll do something with it it's there in a rainy day you know people go hey something happened i lost my job i need to sell some you know it's kind of there you don't spend it it's there that's kind of the, that is one of the nice things about physical it is actually easy to sell so um especially right now it's everybody needs it so if you want to sell your metal call up call us up call someone up call the dealer local local coin shop um someone will take it off your hands in two seconds no, great advice. Great advice. It's just one of, that was one of the questions I kept seeing pop up in, in all the different chats is, uh, you know, when, <laughs> when moon, right? So, so when I would say to me, and I actually probably put it in the same, in the same gear of what a lot of the guys on in the, the Bitcoin space are saying, it's probably it's a few years, guys. This is, this is, it's a journey. Bitcoin's not going to go to a million tomorrow, but could it in five years? Could it in 10 years? Nobody knows for sure, but you kind of have that longer term view. We're, we're in a time where this is unprecedented economic times. We're just giving away money, just printing things. So I would say anything that's a hard asset that's not attached to credit. So a house is dictated. People on the vast majority are not paying cash for homes. Only a small portion are. The majority of the demand is because how cheap are the interest rates? How quick can I get money? And the moment that money dries up, home prices go down. That's just how it goes. So gold and silver are not attached to credit for the most part. When you buy physical, it's a cash, it's a cash, cash pay, uh, cash play. So 
that to me is something like as we go forward, we don't know bank lendings. Uh, you know, how's this how's this world going to work in the future? Um, no, no one really knows. But again, that's that's where it's going to take some time. Are we going to a cashless society or not? I'll let you guys think about it. But you know, gold and silver could play could play a very interesting role in the future. Yeah, definitely. Um, as far as with uh, Scottsdale Mint, for the people that have been buying uh, that didn't get the emails, they're wondering what is like the delivery time? You know, so say they buy an ounce of silver from you today, when would they expect some kind of correspondence, some kind of email, some kind of delivery date? Yeah. So in a normal world, in a normal world, we have it on the shelf. In the today's world, everything's running a little bit of a delay. And, and honestly, we produce on an average month, somewhere between three, maybe even 400 different SKUs. So we produce so many products every single month, but we don't produce every single product every single day or every single week. So we kind of go through a rotation. We're taking care of all our customers to the best of our ability. So our job right now is to get out the most ounces out the door as possible. I would say most things, I think we're saying even on our website, 10, 15, 20 days. Some stuff could be a, a business. It could be a tad more. Some things will go right away. Um, it, it, it just kind of depends. But even like I said, just even even my staff that normally handles like, you know, checking bank wires and stuff that we're, you know, some of our staff have been working till, you know, the early, early mornings. And, you know, it's just and, and you really can't you can't just go and call up. Hey, I need more employees uh, to work with precious metals so that, I, you know, Good, good luck. You know, it's, it's not, this isn't a business where I can just call a staffing firm and have more people make it or ship it or check it. So it's, I mean, every product is like triple checked on the way out the door. So unfortunately there is no Amazon robot that's going to pack your order. It's going to be a person and, and, and there's going to be a lot of care custody. Everything's done under camera. It's, it's audited. It's validated. We know what went to every single customer. And so it, it can take a little bit of time, but the, here's the good thing with us. We've been manufacturing and delivering um, for more than 12 years now, and we always have delivered. And the nice thing is, is that we provide a market and you can lock your price, whether it goes up or down, you now owe the metal and we will provide it to you. We will get it to you. And our goal is we want it to you as fast as possible because then you're probably going to buy more. So whether you're buying from any of these amazingly great dealers across the country, Atmex, JM Bullion, SD Bullion, we make stuff for all these guys. They're, they're wonderful. You can buy from them. You can buy from me. Uh, we supply metal all around the world in other, in other countries, um, Europe, Singapore, Japan, Australia. You know, you can contact us. We'll find a way for you to buy metal that we make, whether it's through us directly or it's through one of our uh, wonderful uh, authorized dealers. No, that's huge, especially when somebody, when they go on your website, when they go to eBay, whatever, when they buy that ounce of silver, when that credit card transaction goes through, the price is locked in. They don't have to worry about it going up, you know, and them having to cover more money, pay more money to you if they don't receive it for a month. Yeah, because and it, delivery. yeah it's locked in, you know, so a great example would be during that COVID era, like when it dropped and so went to 12 bucks, there are people that locked in all that metal. We didn't cancel the orders. Every single ounce was delivered. Everyone is, they get it. And um, frankly, when you see, when you see our products in your hand, there is something precious about it. It is beautiful. Thank you for your, your kind comments at the opening segment there. Um, it is, there is something there. I think 
once you start to buy it, you know, and that's why, you know, we have a trademark. Uh, we, we have the trademark product called the stacker. It's probably gotta be the most popular silver bar in the world, just for the volumes that we move it and who we're making it for now. Um, it's just, it's really, really popular. It's a bar. You can't just own one. You have to keep, it has interlocking beveled edges. You just keep building and building and building. So whether you're putting in a safety deposit box, you're safe at home, bearing it in your backyard or shipping it off to a vault. These things fit really nice and tidy. Check out our Instagram page. I think we had a post, it was maybe yesterday or today. I call them a, a whole bunch of King stackers. I think it was like, uh, maybe 18,000 on one metal cart metal, you know, it's about all the weight that that metal cart could handle. So these are the things that we're, we're, we, we are pushing out, um, you know, pushing out to the people and, you know, we're just going to keep it flowing as we go. Yeah. I call them uh, shiny Legos because, uh, you know, they just kind of, you know, they're like little Legos. You just keep stacking them. Yeah. They're beautiful. I I've never seen silver, um, you know, as far as the craftsmanship, as far as, you know, the, the way that they're manufactured, just every every attention to detail has been been taken. And, just, and I'm gonna, when, it, if I can say, just a disclaimer, um, you've been a customer of ours on and off for how long? 10, 12 years, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, so okay. thank you. Thank you, yeah, and again, this is never financial advice. Y'all have to do whatever y'all wanna do. It's This is silver, right? This isn't like, this is physical assets and so, Everybody's been asking about what's going on in the silver world. So having Josh, he is an incredible wealth of information and knowledge, as you're all saying, um, never financial advice. Everybody has to do what you know they want to do. But if, you, if you're looking for places to buy silver, of course, this is where I buy it. So it's beautiful. You can't, uh, it's rivaled by none. I'll tell you what. Uh, something on a separate note, Jason, um, uh, what do you think about the Grand Canyon Gold Store? Have you ever heard of that? The, uh, repeat that again. The Grand Canyon Gold Story. Have you ever heard of that? I don't think I have. That's kind of embarrassing because I'm in the Grand Canyon State right now. So um, what is the story? I have heard of the Lost Dutchman, which is here in the Phoenix Valley area. Um, and that's where someone, a Dutchman miner long time ago, apparently hid a vast sum of uh, metal in the in the Superstition Mountains and people there's I think they made a TV show on History Channel or AMC about someone trying to find it and uh, but I don't know the Grand Canyon story that would be interesting yeah I have to look into it now yeah uh, so, so Kitty Wu she is awesome she's over on D Live uh, she's asking can the government take her physical silver away from her that's a great that's a great question technically they could take anything they want right. They could try to take guns. They just have to pass some new laws. Doesn't mean it's going to go great. Doesn't mean it's the right thing to do. Um, but yeah, I mean, so some of the confiscation confiscation stories are a bit maybe not completely on point. So you know, when when the U the U.S. went off of the gold standard at that time, we were using uh, gold and silver. We were buying our groceries with it. You know, we were buying. That's what we were spending money. So a lot of the, a lot of the people that haven't studied history, they're like, "Who? When did we use gold and silver?" Well, it wasn't until maybe what was it, fifty years ago, forty years ago? I think it was Nixon that pulled the plug completely from precious metals. So guys, this is we're in, 
you know, kind of a, a, a short-lived scenario. So Roger Ver, um, who's also on the board of, of Monarch, you know, he's a, an Austrian economics uh, a, a guy. Ludwig von, von Mises is an interesting economic theory for those that like economics. You can study Austrian economics versus Keynesian economics. We're in a Keynesian era since that precious metals plug was pulled. And it's a grand experiment. And how's this experiment going to end? Uh, we, we, we don't know. Um, so it going back to when the government did take metal out of people's hands, it was something where they said, hey, going forward, you're not going to use these instruments. You're not going to use these. We had silver certificates. You're not going to use these anymore. So please turn them in. And in, in return, we will give you the new currency, the new greenback. I don't believe they ever um, knocked on people's door and took it out of their hands, but it was more of a request, kind of like how they're probably going to go about the vaccinations and they're not going to force it. But if you want to get on the plane, if you want to go in this building, you want to go, you know, they may require that you go. So it's not a mandate uh, necessarily. It could just be a pressure thing. So could they take gold or silver? They could, but honestly, everyone, uh, very few people own physical gold or silver. So to me, I think if the government tries to do anything against it, it's only going to shine more light and the black market's going to grow. They're just better off just kind of ignoring it and telling you that gold and silver is an old man's relic. And now that we have a vaccine, gold's going to go down. That's And it's kind of like, well, gold isn't going up because of a pandemic. That was maybe just an accelerator of a financial problem. So I don't know if that helps kind of frame what I would consider the, the potential risk. Um, those that do have interest, uh, we do a lot of geodiversity and we have a lot of vaulting partners overseas, Singapore, Cayman Islands, Panama, New Zealand. Those are some of the bigger places. So more sophisticated buyers. I've, I've got, we've got a few traders that that's all they do is specialize in figuring out geodiversity. So you can put your physical metal um, in, in other places. Um, we will probably be unveiling a new option as well, um, where you can own gold and silver in a vault overseas and you will get a debit card and you can spend, um, and you can spend it. And it's going to be a pretty slick, it's going to be a pretty slick platform. So I hope to bring that to you guys here in the, uh, here soon. That's uh, some history repeating itself right there. You're using technology to basically go back to using gold and silver coins, <laughs> but using a credit card. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, we get a lot of people here that are asking, um, you know, some of the fam, they're saying that, um, you know, people had died, left them silver, or they have silver. What should they do with it? Should they keep it? Should they sell it? And if they do want to sell it, what's the best way for them to sell it? Um, you can go, you can, you know, if you've got a, a, let's say your grandfather has a coin collection, you can always go uh, to like a, look up a coin shop in your town. There's a few online. You could probably look around um, and just have them grade them or have them um, give you a, an appraisal on them. Probably go to more than one place, just see what it is, just so you understand maybe the value of it. If you don't know what you're looking at, sure. you can totally sell them. You need to buy a car. You need go to school, whatever you need it for, totally you can buy it. I think right now, um, more people are more people are buying than selling. So, and, and I don't mean that normally the masses are wrong, but I think there's some bright people that are kind of figuring out that this is a heck of an opportunity. So I might lean towards maybe trying to keep it a little longer, if you know what I mean, maybe till we get through this economic shift that we are embarking on, this whole new, uh, whole new world we're entering. 
Um, I might hold on to it, but it's up to you to figure out, you know, what you want to own, how you want to do it. Sure. I even think as a, as companies, again, Michael Saylor, for those that don't know, he's the CEO of MicroStrategy. What's he up to in Bitcoin now holdings? He's a, a software company who's now, he bought, was it 650, 650 million? He might be over 800 million now, eight, nine. I think, I, think his, I think the value, because it's gone up so much, is over $2 billion, um, in, in his holdings in his company. But he was one of the first as a company to say, you know what, we can hold cash reserves in U.S. dollar or the euro or wherever we're at. Why don't we also hold Bitcoin as an alternative? So I also uh, would say I do this in my own personal life. Uh, with our business, we, we do hold some. Uh, we're not a heavy. That's not our company's main focus as a speculator. But we do hold it. I also think that uh, the time could come where companies also are holding physical gold and silver as a way to basically handle what I would call the inflationary pressures. I mean, again, probably if you listen to the really, really smart people who are being honest, the inflation rate right now is running 15 to 20 percent a year. And that's probably going to going to continue for the next, the next couple of years. So if you're a company making five to 8% a year, you're going into backwardation. You're, 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 you can't even, you can't handle it. So either you cut your staff, you cut your costs, what do you do? So a lot of people now are looking at, well, how can this company, instead of holding the dollar in cash sitting on my balance sheet, maybe I hold an asset. That asset could be a crypto asset. That asset could be physical gold and silver. We also do this uh, for, and we can figure out for, for companies, corporations that want to own, own the metal, tuck it aside, that don't want it on the balance sheets of, let's say, the banks for, for various region, reasons. That's the type of stuff that that, that, that we deal in. I think this is going to grow um, going forward. Yeah, I mean, they just keep printing the money you know, into oblivion. We got, what, another $1.9 getting ready to get fired up? I mean, you have to have, you know, there has to be, you know, like if you look at a scale, if you push on one side, the other side goes up. When you print all this money, the price of the dollar has to increase your inflation, right? I mean... So any assets that you're holding, you would think would increase in, in, in price solely due to inflation, solely due to the printing of all this money. You can't keep printing all this money without it affecting, you know what I mean? Um, you know, all the asset prices and everything eventually. So the last thing you want to do, in my opinion, like you said, would be holding a bunch of fiat currency in a bank account while they're printing trillions and trillions. So, yeah, it's a scary proposition for a lot of people as well as uh, businesses. Do you, do you actually do you take cryptocurrency to? Uh, so, oh, perfect. Um, so we've been taking, uh, we've been taking crypto uh, as on an institutional level for quite some time. So we maintain, and I mean, multiple exchange relationships. Um, so from our, some of our foreign dealers, they've been utilizing crypto uh, for payments for gold and silver with our company for quite a while. So that's something that we do we've got the ability to accept it and then um then we we have to turn it typically into fiat sometimes we keep it um as an asset to the company we can turn it into we can turn it into fiat because i need to spend i need to spend money with the refineries they right now the refineries and mining companies they're not accepting uh bitcoin yet but um yes we can on the website it's actually in development again our website was never really built as a huge beacon uh, for the people, but the demand, the demand is there. So we, we've kind of, we're having to, to roll it out. So that is in development and we'll probably be accepting 
um, some of the more popular uh, the more popular coins. And here's the great news. Uh, we're going to do, it's going to be zero, zero commission, zero markup. It's going to be the same as a bank wire price. So again, we have pretty good rates. Um, we understand it. It's what we do. You know, again, one's a digital asset. We've got a physical asset. We hope to bring you also uh, a little bit of both. Um, and uh, Beatles and I are always chatting about about you know the monarch wallet if you're not using um a decentralized wallet even if, even if you are using exchanges you should always consider the possibility of having an off exchange decentralized wallet i'm going to give you a plug download download the wallet for free iphone and android stores um, it's the monarch wallet um, and it works it works amazing um, works amazing and you hold the keys just like you want to hold your silver you can hold the keys to your your digital crypto as well. Everybody is their own so nobody can mess with their crypto except them. And how many down how many downloads now for? Um, I think we have over a million, uh, pretty close to a million or yeah. maybe more yeah. or something like that. Yeah, and that's 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 great. More and more people start figuring out how yeah, to. It's hard to track all of it because we have some you know through the PC, and then we also have Apple and Android and. Yeah, it's uh, it's hard to track all the metrics. It's easier on the apps, but it's harder with the uh, desktop versions and things. But, but yeah, it's a uh, amazing team and honored to have you, you know, as part of it always. Uh, so for um, you got uh, any closing thoughts for for uh, the fam here? Anything you want to touch on that we haven't um, that you think everybody should know and where they can find you? All that kind of good stuff. Yeah. Um, so our, you can find us scottstillmint.com. You can find our products probably at a dealer near you. Um, we make we also make a lot of products that don't even have our name on it. So some of the some of the most beautiful coins in the world, like the Cayman Islands, the Marlin coins, is is like is is pretty hot. We're doing a, an entire where we're actually like we're doing doing a huge you know kind of a charity program um, with with the Central Bank of Samoa. And we're we're producing uh, it's the Alpha Omega collection. We 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 again we have so many products. We have so many products to come out this year, and uh, we're we're just yeah we're just excited. Thank you for listening uh, to us. And uh, I'm normally like I'm not on the social medias of the world. I kind of just keep quiet, uh, kind of typically to myself uh, without a lot of fanfare. So uh, Beatles, you pulled me out and put me on screen here. So thank you. Um, Maybe we should do this more often, though. So, especially now that it is coming into the limelight, a lot of people don't understand it. They want to hear about it, and then, and I think, you know, not not to toot my own horn, but I think I have a different angle. I don't even view myself as a dealer, you know. And again, I came from the mining segment, so I, I, I you know, I'm not. I am always, I'm always learning more and more. But I can, um, you know, I think we provide a different angle of understanding, kind of the whole process uh, from ground ground to ground to vault yeah yeah i'd love to have you on you know it's something that uh, the fam's always asking about is precious metals um so you know it'd be great to bring you on you know once a month or something like that and just have you tell us what you're up to what you're seeing in the markets something yeah. something big happens you know maybe bring you on as it's happening we've got a great fam here and we've got a lot of customers here we've got a lot of customers even dr ed what is up dr ed is amazing love this dude he actually lives in scottsdale and he's asking if he can just pick up his silver right from your door unfortunately i wish we could 
um, but due to due to security, um, the address on our, our website's not even the, the actual physical. We maintain a few a few locations. Um, most of our stuff's all just being pushed out and shipped. Especially with in this world of COVID, it actually is. Again, I'm not I'm not afraid of people, but we do the amount of volume that we're moving is a security problem. This is not your local deal. Um, it's just an awful lot's coming in and out. So we just want to keep discretion. Most people don't even know we exist here. We just we're just a couple couple people just hanging out. Um, <laughs> no, that, that makes sense. Yeah, I guess if you have a you know big silver and gold vault, you probably don't want to have a bunch of foot traffic in there, right? So yeah, it's no, we don't we don't exist. We're we're just a marketing firm. There you go. But I know that you deliver. I know that you uh, you make good on your words. So even when we saw silver crash and even go up in price, both times yep. when you bought it or sold at a loss. You know, always, and, yeah, I'll, I'll leave that. It takes years to build a reputation. Yep, you can destroy it in one in one thing. You can destroy it. So our, our product is is all over the world. And if you were to travel to Japan or Singapore and you were to walk through the vaults, of, you're going to see our products all over the world. I mean, it, it's it's truly, it's very, very, very important uh, to us. Um, I mean, we make stuff for even, you know, I mean, I don't, I think we're, uh, they'll be announcing something soon. Chive Media, you know, the, the Chive On people. I mean, we make stuff for, you know, we've done stuff with Coca-Cola, Paramount Pictures, NBC Universal. Again, so, we, and again, plus all the, all the governments that we work with, our reputation is all we have. So we're going to always maintain, you know, uh, integrity, honesty. We have a hundred percent guarantee for purity, for weight. We back it up. So if you buy it directly through us, for example, um, we're there. We also offer our dealers that same guarantee. Um, you know, that's, that's what we do. Yep. Well, like I said, I've been a faithful customer for, for a long time, known you for quite a while. Um, yeah, you're, uh, the best I could think of to, to bring on and, and have, uh, the fan meet you. And so it was nice to pull you out of your, your business to uh, to do you know a show to do you know basically some some Q and A, um, I know this isn't something you do at all, so we're really appreciated and honored to have you on. We'll definitely bring you back on again. Great. Anybody trying to find you, it's scottsdalemint.com. Um, I put it in the link a few times, but scottsdalemint.com. Take a look, you know, look at what he's got and look at you know what other people have. Make up your own mind. If it's something, you know, if it's something you all like, because there's a lot of people that are asking me all the time, just, you know, where, where do you buy silver? So that's why on Sunday's episode, I mentioned you and, and today, here you are. Well, thank you. I think you sent a few people our way. So, wow. Wow. Well, we got a great fam here. And so, yeah, it's great, all yeah. great to, to hang with everybody. We got uh, almost 3,000 fans over on Pilled and we've got uh, a bunch on DLive and YouTube and Periscope and yeah, just all over the place. Love you all. Love you all. Uh, we'll be back uh, Friday at uh, 6 p.m. So we'll cover a bunch of stuff that's going on, giving my thoughts on a few things. That'll be a that'll be a fun one. And and as always, uh, huge thanks to uh, Jason for you know mirroring all these videos on all the different platforms. To Will for sending out the crypto with the studio. Aaron for all the stuff that you do in the background. Shahid for keeping the peace. Love you, brother. That's uh, huge stuff. So, uh, and for anybody else that wants um i'm getting echo in here for anybody else that wants uh crypto or a um a book i keep hearing in the chat that um people haven't been receiving books or they've been asking for them so tom usually sends them out 
um, like once a week, something like that. And we have to buy them too. So I end up buying them from Amazon ourselves and then sending them out to the fam. Um, so just because you didn't hear back from him doesn't mean it's not going to show up in your mailbox. So there's a good chance that anybody that's um, asked for a book is getting one. It's it's free. We cover the shipping, all that kind of stuff. Just go over to CryptoBeatles.com if that's what you want. And uh, we'll get you some some Monarch uh, tokens as well as, um, you know, a book or a beanie or all the kind of stuff that we have over there. Just let us know. And, um, yeah, I guess that's uh, that's it. I got a video for, for us on the way out. And I'll be back on Friday. Uh, truly appreciate you, Josh. You're incredible. Uh, it's great having you on here. And we'll start doing it more. Thank you. Thanks to everyone. Thank you. You got it. All right. Let me see if I can find the right video. Here's a great, here's a great one. It's going to be stuck in everybody's head for a long time. All right. Love you all. God bless. Catch you on the next one. Hey, peeps, just a friendly reminder, Crypto Beetle shows are never financial advice, recommendations, or trading strategies. The views expressed here are solely that of Robert Beatles and his guests. Robert Beatles is the co-founder of the Monarch Wallet, host of Trading New Sessions, Crypto Beatles on YouTube, and on several entities. Robert's opinions here do not reflect that of those entities. Some information shared here may not actually be factual. These shows are for information and entertainment purposes only. Never invest a single Satoshi or penny in anything without first seeking the counsel and advice of a professional financial advisor. Robert Beatles is not a financial expert or advisor. Investing in anything is super dangerous. You can lose all of your money, so always trade at your own risk. Please help us grow the family. Give us a comment and review on the Apple or Google Play Store. It's super quick and easy. Just scroll down, click the little stars, comment, and just help us grow the family. God bless you. Love you. And I'll catch you on the next one.